Hello and welcome to the 1 160th of second podcast. I'm here again today with Ben and today's episode is talking about 360 photo and video. And before we get into the nitty gritty of that, I'm currently looking for sponsorship opportunities because the hosting costs have increased for me. So if anyone wanted to sponsor or any companies wanted to sponsor the podcast, please get in touch. And also, if you're listening on iTunes and you you like the show, please give us a review and some stars and some comments um, so that more people can find this photography podcast and listen as well. So I'm here with Ben. I, I, I say this every every episode, really. <laughs> can you just introduce yourself for those people who are new to the podcast? Yeah, my name is Ben. I'm 33 and I'm a photographer, videographer and photo editor. Thank you, Ben. That That was very succinct. Getting, getting getting much quicker at that. So we're talking about 360 video and 360 photographs. And they've been around for a couple of years now, really. And while it's a good technology, I think it's probably a bit niche. I actually have a 360 degree camera. And I'll talk about what I use that for later. What are your thoughts, firstly, on 360 degree photography, Ben? I think, depending on what it's utilised for and how it's done, it can be brilliant. I've seen, obviously, a lot of like property agents, uh, letting agents use it for showcasing their flats. So you can have a virtual tour and look all around the rooms without ever having to leave your living room. But then w- with it done as uh, an art form, there is, there's some people out there who are doing absolutely mind-blowing things. I don't know if you know, there's one guy I follow on uh, Facebook called AME Wings Photography. He does, but it's all horror photography, and he's got nearly three and a half million followers. And his stuff is just, it's just superb what he does. And is that all 360? All 360, all, it's all utilised for, uh, optimised for like VR sets or even just your phone so you can just look around the room that he's in. It's... It's not going to be for everyone because it's quite his stuff is quite gory, but the way he pulls it off is is brilliant. That that sounds really good. I think you you've hit the nail on the head there. From a commercial sense, the so, um, estate agents uh, we call them in England or realtors that might they might be called across the pond. It's a great way to really look around a property in a room at your own pace without having to go. But there isn't a great deal of use. Other than that, I mean, I do use it. Facebook and YouTube support it. it. You need quite a high-powered computer, though. It won't just work on anything. It's quite um, technically demanding. But I have a Ricoh 360, and I got I got one of those quite a long time after they came out, and I paid not very much for it. And basically, what I use it for is documenting. So if I go to a location and I think, oh, this is quite good, or I want a bit of BTS footage to refer to later... All I have to do is hold it up and I put it on top of my head and I press a button and it takes a 360 photo and then I can then review that later and I can sort of look at things from any perspective and that's fantastic to do. Yeah, That's really good. That hasn't replaced my camera. I don't go out and take 360 photos because I don't see much of a point to them. So in term, they're great to document stuff and they're great for real real estate and estate agency photos. But I don't see a great deal. I suppose VR could take off, but I don't see a great deal of use for them. And there's also a bit of a problem 
with the 360 stuff. Can you work out what the, the technicality to get over is with 360? Um, would it be hiding the photographer who's holding the... Hiding the photographer or the tripod. You're, they're always going to be in it. Yeah. I think for a photo, you could step outside of the room. Or if I put it on my head, I'm not in it that much. You can see my body. You can't see my face. But for video, I think that's really going to be quite difficult to well, this is, get the um, camera guy out of there. This is one of the that photographer one I've just told you about. Okay. On my phone if you have a look. So Ben's passed me his iPhone and I'm looking at a church. So as I move it round, as I move the phone round 360, I get to look around the church. And I cannot see where the tripod is. But I'm guessing... I think, though, that would have been edited out, possibly. Because of the the level of sophistication in this guy's work that he does. It's, uh, I'll just explain for the viewers, it's, it's an old church, and the, the pews are filled with people, but they're all covered in sheets like ghosts. And there's uh, like a dark monk at the altar. An evil monk. Yeah. But I think that's probably... I think this picture's probably done by taking lots of images rather than using one 360 camera where you press a button and it does it. I reckon that is a camera on a on a 360 gimbal that moves around and takes a series of images. Yeah. And then to get the floor shot, you would take the tripod away and you would hold it and you'll get the floor shot. And somehow, and I don't know how it's seamlessly integrated. It is good. It is good. But can you zoom in? Oh, you can zoom in, but you lose... Leaves a tremendous amount of detail there. Can't zoom out. That is good. I'm impressed with that. I didn't even know about that chap. Yeah, that is good. But then what's the benefit of this compared to... And again, this is difficult for listeners. So I'm pointing to the back of the church. I'm going to say to Ben, what is the difference between the 360, 360 image and taking it, taking the shot from the back of the church... What just as a, a standard photo? As a standard image, I think it's it. Well, it's a lot more immersive. It's relative. It's a relatively new. The well, three sixty has been around for. It's not the newest of um, uh, technologies, but using it for photography in this way is a relatively new idea. I think it's just because he can. He knows mm. what to do. Any, anyone could take the picture at the back of the church, but not everyone's going to be able to do a full 360 image from the middle of everyone. No, and not everyone's going to be able to fill a church with... Um, could be the same person, you don't know. Yeah. With um, models and actors pretending to be ghosts. Well, I'll put I'll put a link in the show description. So can you just give the, the link, Ben? Yeah. Um, well, the guy is called Horror Photography A.M. Dot e wings, and is he just on Facebook? He might be on other platforms, but I only follow him on here. Okay, so we'll put a link for that in and the he's show. Is on Instagram as well. It says here. We'll put a link for that on in the show notes, and, and you can have a look at the the image itself. But yeah, I don't see it's good, but is it just a novelty? I think at the moment for photography, it is with some technologies like drones. They've opened up a door to a lot more photography than before um obviously getting the higher shots looking down about say i've seen some glorious shots of like completely empty forests with the model laying down in the middle and they look breathtaking 
but with 360 i don't think it's going to have the same the same exp- explosion of possibilities for uh, general photography i think it is going to be more down the commercial side mm. it can certainly give immersion particularly in vr but i i think you need to gain something from that immersion you need to gain something from being in the middle of something so in a normal photo you're looking forward if you're i think if you're in a 360 photo for it to be beneficial there needs to be things to look at or things going on to the left to the yeah. right above behind you so if there was a zombie apocalypse 360 photo that would be brilliant if you were being attacked by zombies all around you yeah that would be really good but that would be very hard to pull off i think and very costly as well unless you're tight with some very skilled people mm. and there's obviously huge loss in resolution as well yeah so then one would say if you've got the software then you could just use a normal dslr mm. and take the high-res photos and then stitch them together uh, that would be yeah that that would be my approach i mean my my little rico i just it's a one press wonder so i could stand there and i could take you know i could stand around and all you would need to do or put a tripod plate on, attach a piece of string with a weight to it, and then you're always that's always going to keep you give you a reference point of staying in the same place. Yeah. And you can turn round and you could do three sixty and if you had a wide angle lens you'd get above and below and maybe do one up and one down. So you could you could do it, but it god it would be fiddly to do after in post production, matching everything up and not getting any artifacts. My my little Rico, I just press a button and it does it automatically. And I can control it from my smartphone if I want to step out the room. And then I can put it in shutter priority and aperture priority. But to be honest, auto is just as good yeah. as those two. Um, I'm not really looking to get any movement or any anything else in there. And it's just useful for a reference, but I can't see a, a great deal of use out of it. And, and same for video. For video, if you're watching a film, I don't get why you'd want to look behind the camera. So I don't. If you go and watch a film, I don't know why you would want to watch a film and then see what's going, what what the crew are doing. Or, no, no, not that. I, or if it is a video that's maybe a bit more immersive, like a horror thing. Why would you want to? Would you want to look all the way around? Would or would you just want to look left or right? Well, see I've what's seen, going on. I've seen one three sixty video. It's um, a bunch of lads doing parkour on a kids' playground, but there's so you focusing on one person that there's just so much going on all around you. It's too much to take in. And how many people are there doing parkour? I think there's maybe five or six. So you probably have to watch it five or six times then yeah. to watch each person doing their bit. Yeah. I mean, you could do... I'd probably prefer to watch a video where the camera actually spun round slowly. You, you didn't have complete control. In fact, right. you had no control. But the camera panned and it panned in such a way that you saw all the important things happen as it turned round. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's just just like a tracking shot. Yeah, but 360 yeah. tracking. I think the one thing with using my 360 camera is I don't need to worry about composing. I don't need to worry about where my camera is because I, I capture everything. So it's very much for afterwards I can find the optimum place to, to view it from because I've literally captured everything. So it's the ultimate in selfie. I hold it up. Press a button, you can see me, you can see that way, you can see left, you can see right, you can see up and you can see down. I have seen photos that are these 360 spheres. 
Like you've got a small planet. Have you seen those type yes, of things? I've, I have. I was going to mention those. I've seen them. One that come out was uh, like a BMXer. On a BMX bike, obviously looking down on them with a tiny globe, that's mm. very done very well. But again, they're just sort of stylish and gimmicky. Well, have they been done to death? Are they now a bit cliche? I think they're possibly getting that way. Yeah, you don't need a three sixty camera for that. There is a way to do it. Just take a wide angle shot, and there, or a few wide angle shot, and there is a way to do it in post production. Mm. But you can also do it with a 360 camera incredibly easy. But you're in the shot as well, the 360 camera. I wonder how long it'll be until there's a full 360 movie and the amount of work that would, behind that that would have to go into it. And a, like a full, normal, feature-length, fully immersive 360. I'm going to say never. And I'm going to say never because a movie has to be, I think, 130 minutes at least. You'd get... You'd lo- you the viewer would get annoyed. Having, they'd end up just keep looking straight forwards. Yeah, unless, well, unless there was stuff to draw their attention away. But then if that you just sat down in a chair, you don't want to be turning around and clambering all over the chair to see. You you don't want to be doing the work in a film. You go you watch a film to relax and stuff, but you'd be you'd be having to do the work for the whole film. You'd be having to be looking around and stuff, and in the end, you'd just. You wouldn't bother. I think if it would be done, it was, would be done by a, a low, lower budget independent company. So I think it, it could be it could be done, but maybe it wouldn't be a whole movie length. Maybe it would be 20 minutes. Have you ever done VR? Yeah, I love VR. And how long do you, would you spend in VR? I th- it depends on what it is you're doing. If you've got nothing to sort of ground your senses to stability then you get motion sickness within half hour to an hour Mm. that's one of the main problems with gaming and being fully immersive is that very problem there's some things you can get where there's one game where i can't remember what it is but you're like like flying around a city and people complained of motion sickness so what they did is put a fixed cage around you so you're flying in this cage and the cage always stays in position so then that gives your senses some kind of grounding mm. and then that restricts the motion sickness. But you're not going to spend an hour and a half in a, with a VR headset on, are you? I don't think so. It's, it's no. good to begin with. And um, it's, they've been trying to do it since the 80s. Mm. I mean, I'd love it to get... I'd love it to make leaps and bounds like the gaming industry has done with other things, but I can't see it, not for uh, probably another 10 or 20 years. No, I mean, you got your. I've used an Oculus Rift that my friend had, and that was great. But it's four hundred pounds, and then I'd need to buy a brand new PC to run it. Yeah, or you connect them to your games console, then you've got a million cables trailing across the floor, and you're not exactly want to be stood in the middle of a room acting out a game surrounded by trip hazards. That's the other thing you need. To, well, to play a game, you need a lot of space. And thankfully, when I tried VR, I had a lot of space. But, I, well, I don't have a PlayStation, so I can't use that. I know Microsoft are working on one that looks quite good. And the, I think Oculus are developing one that costs less, but you, I'm still concerned you need a really high-end PC. I imagine one will come out for Xbox, which is what I've got. And at some point, it will the price will drop and it will become 
reasonable for people to buy. I had Connect for the original Xbox, and I thought that was really good. Did bowling and stuff, and played a few games on Connect, and that was really good. I had to push all, I had to make a big space. I've actually got, I'm showing Ben my phone. This is a, I'm in my 360 app, and this is just a trial photo. So you can see my the room, this is my living room. So I'm showing Ben my sofa, so I had to push this sofa out. The, this is mess my children have made. As you don't make so, excuses. Well, they're not my toys. <laughs> you, you can see the toys there. They're not my toys. So you can see here, you can see the join of my hands. Yeah. So you can't actually see the Rico in this picture, but you, there's this there's this odd line where the Rico is because it's got two 180 degree cameras either side, and it doesn't capture itself. So you just you get this small line, um, small sort of, I would say, things are slightly out of out of position because of it. But what I can do, if I zoom out, you can see we've got the, we get the little planet effect. If I turn it around, zoom out, see we get the little, little planet effect. If I look up at, look up at the ceiling, there we are. Yeah. Can you see there a slight difference in exposure? Can you see a line there? Yeah, a slight yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. That's the stitch. That's the stitch. So it's really difficult to notice the stitch, but the stitch is there and, and that's all done automatically. And you can see as I move, well, you can't see at home, but as I move up and down, things sort of bulge and stuff. How, how much did you pay for that? I think I paid around £100 for it. And obviously the app is free, but I've used it so much and there's nothing, there's nothing that can give me that level of convenience. The video, you can get video ones now. I just can't see a use to the video one. I cannot see a use to the video one at all. But for photos, you see, you don't get a high resolution. It's not terrible when you zoom in. No. And the noise isn't too bad either. It's really good for just explaining to someone, look, I can, I can completely tell Ben about my living room. <laughs> um, just with one photo, it's great. And I can show him all the way around. And from that camera and app, would you be able to put that image into something like Photoshop? And then re-export it as a full 360 image? No. Or would it export it as just a flat? If I bring it into Photoshop, I get this, I get like a panorama image. Right. And it's really odd because thing, things sort of, there's like a wave-like effect to it as things things at the top are massively distorted, things at the bottom are massively distorted. And I've actually tried seeing if I can Photoshop a 360 image in Photoshop, obviously. And you can't really. If I bring it in and make an edit, I the key is in the metadata. Right. And when you re-export it, you lose metadata. I'm sure there are programs that allow you to edit 360 images, and they're bespoke for 360 images. But using Photoshop, I found I just lost the, the meta stuff. And if I put it back in the viewer, it didn't really work. Yeah, I can imagine it'd be like, um, for example peeling an orange because you've got the orange which is a sphere and then if you want to open it up and make it flat it's not going to open just as a normal flat square is it it's all going to have to be like you say peaks and troughs where it interconnects around itself but then photoshopping it you you've got difficult you've got difficulties let's say we want to remove that light bulb so what position do we remove it from do i clone it looking at it from the floor to the ceiling because i can guarantee when i look at it that way, it's it looks different now because of the perspective. Yeah. How would it look 
it's impossible. I th- it's not impossible, but I think you're probably better to stick stick a white bag <laughs> over it in the live environment. Really, I used to do that at university. Ah, or put some tape on it, some white tape. But I think editing editing these things would be a nightmare and that's why another reason why I don't think 360 video would work you need your camera somewhere now horror would suit a horror little video would suit this because you could have a dark room and you could have black cloth over sort of your tripod yeah so that you couldn't see it but anything else wouldn't quite work I mean who wants to see a tripod in a in a little video that the camera's on no one wants to see that unless it's a BTS video or an instructional video. Yeah, set it in a camera shop. Or a tripod tripod manufacturing facility. So yeah, I just don't think video will work. I think 360 is very niche. There is a use for it, but I I do think it's niche. It's it's fascinating to move things around and get different perspectives and play with it. I think that's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. That looks really messy like that. I look really... I'm out of proportion there. That's really good. Oh, I might. That's quite a good. Anything else you think about 360 video and 360 photos, Ben? I think despite what we've said, if people want to give it a go, then go for it. It's always good to push technology and techniques and we're not going to get any further advancements or developments unless people do that. So if you are... I mean, even doing this, I've been thinking about the logistics of doing a 360 video. So... If you want to try it, just try it and see what you can do. You never know, it might work out. But for your, let's say you're doing a blog post, you've got your, you've got the work that you do, you've got your green screen, you've got your model. You could just take a 360 photo and then you could do quite a good blog post of how you did things. Yeah. That would be really, and it wouldn't take any effort to press a button. So that that's where I see it having the benefit. Right, I think we're going to wrap up there. Just want to say we are. I'm putting together a blog, and so you can access a bit more information. Um, and you'll be able to find a link to the blog on the Facebook page. And do consider leaving us a review. And if you want to sponsor, it really won't cost much, but the costs are starting to ramp up for me. So do get in touch if you are thinking that you'd like to sponsor um, or provide something to keep us going. It would, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Goodbye.